Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Memor by Abraham Golder and today we're in Sukkah Sukkah Daf Yud Test, the first parak Sukkah Shehikavoa. So the three topics we're going to focus on: number one, a ton of tot. Psal yotzim in a Sukkah nidun kesukkah. Psal, referring to schach that sticks out of the Sukkah, is treated like a Sukkah. The Gemara provides four interpretations for what this is referring to. Ula said, "Kanima yotzim achri Sukkah." This refers to sticks of schach that extend behind the Sukkah. After the Gemara clarifies that the case is where there are three walls around the protruding side, it has the minimum shear of a Sukkah, and the shade is greater than the sunlight. The Gemara says that the purpose of teaching this is, is that one might have thought that since its walls were initially for the interior of the main Sukkah, and were not made for the extension, which is outside, one could argue that the extension does not have valid walls. The Bryce is coming to teach us that it is valid. Rabbah and Rav Yosef both said they were dealing with sticks of schach that protrude in front of the sukkah, and one wall extends along with them. You might have said, that doesn't have the requirements of a valid sukkah. The Bryce is teaching us that it is valid since the protruding section is not regarded as separate from the sukkah. Two more pshatim are given. Pointing to the next Mishnah states, Osusukasu Kamin Srif. If one makes a sukkah like a conical hut, Oshismachlokoso, or he leaned it against the wall, Rebagazu rules in either case that it's possible because it has no roof. The Chamin ruled that it is kosher. Now, it was taught in a Bryce that agrees that if he raised the sukkah that leaned against the wall a tefach off the ground, or distance it a tefach from the wall and support it with pegs, that it is kosher. Rashi explains that the rule of Lavit allows us to view the gap as a solid horizontal surface fit to serve as part of the sukkah's roof. The horizontal tefach-wide gap is adequate even though it doesn't have the dimensions of schach and is even comprised of materials that are not valid for schach. As long as the sukkah appears to have a roof, a portion of the sloping surface which is comprised of valid material can be combined with a gap to form the schach. The Chamin permit the two cases in the mission because they hold that sloping roofs are regarded as roofs, meaning they have the status of horizontal surfaces. And point number three, the next mission states, The halacha of a large reed mat is as follows. If one made it for reclining purposes, its makabal tumah cannot be used as chach. But if he made it for covering a sukkah, he may cover a sukkah with it, and it is not makabal tumah. Rebbe says that whether the mat is small or large, if he made it for shchiva, it's makabal tumah, and we may not cover a sukkah with it. But if he made it for covering a sukkah, we may use it as a cover, and it is not makabal tumah. Rashi points out that Rebbe opinion is more compelling since the explicit designation of the one who produced the mat should determine its status, regardless of its size. The will go through an extensive analysis of their machokas. So once again, the three points are number one, Atana Tat, Psal HaYotzim in a Sukkah, Nidun Kasukkah, Psal, referring to Schach, that sticks out of the Sukkah, is treated like a Sukkah. The Gemara provides four pshatim for what this is referring to. Ula said, This refers to sticks of schach that extend behind the sukkah. After the Gemara clarifies that the case is where there are three walls around the protruding side, it has the minimum shear of a sukkah, and the shade is greater than the sunlight. The Gemara says that the purpose of teaching this is, is that one might have thought that since its walls were initially for the interior of the main sukkah, and were not made for the extension, which is outside, one could argue that the extension does not have valid walls. The Bryce is coming to teach us that it is valid. Rabbi and Rav Yosef both said they were dealing with sticks of schach that protrude in front of the sukkah, and one wall extends along with them. You might have said, that it doesn't have the requirements of a valid sukkah. The Bryce is teaching us that it is valid since the protruding section is not regarded as separate from the sukkah. Two more interpretations are given. Pointing to the next Mishnah states, If one makes a sukkah like a conical hut, or he leaned it against the wall, Rabbi Yezir rules in either case that it is possible because it has no roof. The Chamin ruled that it is kosher. Now it was taught in a brisa that Rabbi Yezir agrees that if he raised the sukkah that leaned against the wall, 
a tefach off the ground or distance it, a tefach from the wall, and support it with pegs, that it is kosher. Rush explains that the rule of Lavid allows us to view the gap as a solid horizontal surface fit to serve as part of the sukkah's roof. The horizontal tefach-wide gap is adequate even though it doesn't have the dimensions of schach and is even comprised of materials that are not valid for schach. As long as the sukkah appears to have a roof, a portion of the sloping surface, which is comprised of valid material, can be combined with the gap to form the schach. The chavim permit the two cases in the Mishmi because they hold that sloping roofs are regarded as roofs, meaning that they have the status of horizontal surfaces. And pointing between the next Mishnah states, Machaselos Kanim Gadol, the halach of a large reed mat is as follows. If one made it for reclining purposes, it is Makabal Tumah and cannot be used as Chach. But if he made it for covering a sukkah, he may cover a sukkah with it, and it is not Makabal Tumah. Rabbi Ezra says that whether the mat is small or large, if he made it for Shechiba, it's Makabal Tumah. We may not cover a sukkah with it, but if he made it for covering a sukkah, we may use it as a sukkah, and it is not Makabal Tumah. Rashi points out that Rabbi Ezra's opinion is more compelling, since the explicit designation of the one who produced the mat should determine its status regardless of its size. The Gemara will go through an extensive analysis of their Malchokas. Alright, so now we got our Simmer Duff test, and our standard simon is a yacht. A yacht. So here goes. The adults on the Chohomoed yacht trip enjoyed sitting on deck in the shade under the psul that protruded outside the sukkahs, while the kids playing hide-and-go-seek hid in the sukkah that leaned against the wall, and in another one that had small reed mats that were typically for reclining. Alright, so now we got our Simmer Duff test, and our standard simon is a yacht. A yacht. So here goes. The adults on the Cholamod yacht trip enjoyed sitting on deck in the shade under the psal that protruded outside the sukkahs, while the kids playing hide-and-go-seek hid in the sukkah that leaned against the wall, and in another one that had small reed mats that were typically for reclining. Once again, in slow motion. The adults on the Cholamod yacht trip, yacht trip, that must be more on you'd test. The adults on the Cholamod yacht trip enjoyed sitting on deck in the shade under the psal that protruded outside the sukkahs, which reminds us, a ton of top psal yotzminasukkah, Nidun Kasuka Psal, referring to schach that sticks out of the sukkah, is treated like a sukkah. Ula said this refers to sticks of schach that extend behind the sukkah, and one might have thought that since his walls were initially for the interior of the main sukkah, and were not made for the extension, which is outside, one could argue the extension does not have valid walls. The Bryce is coming to teach that it is valid. Rabbi Rav Yosef said they were dealing with sticks of schach that protrude in front of the sukkah, and one wall extends along with it. You might have said that it doesn't have the requirements of a valid sukkah. The Bryce is teaching us that it's valid since protruding section is not regarded as separate from the sukkah. Two more interpretations are given. So the adults on the Cholamoed yacht trip enjoyed sitting on deck in the shade under the psal that protruded outside the sukkahs, while the kids playing hide-and-go-seek hid in the sukkah that leaned against the wall. Which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, Haosa Sukkaso can mean Srif. If one makes a sukkah like a conical hut, or Shesmachla Kosa, or he leaned it against a wall, Rabbi Eliezer rules in either case that it's possible because it has no roof. The Chami rule that it's kosher because they hold Shipua Olim Ka'olim Damu. Sloping roofs are considered roofs. It was taught in a brace and Rebbe Yezer agreed that if he raised a sukkah that leaned against the wall, a tefach off the ground, or distanced it a tefach from the wall and supported it with pegs, then it is kosher. So the adults on the Cholamoed yacht trip enjoyed sitting on deck in the shade under the psal that protruded outside the sukkahs, while the kids playing hide-and-go-seek hid in the sukkah that leaned against the wall, and in another one that had small reed mats that were typically for reclining. Which reminds the next mission introduced to Malchus being the Chami and Rebbe Yezer regarding when large and small mats, machasalos, can be used as chach. So once again, the adults on the Cholamoed yacht trip enjoyed sitting on deck in the shade under the psal that protruded outside the sukkahs, while the kids playing hide-and-go-seek hid in the sukkah that leaned against the wall, and in another one that had small reed mats that were typically for reclining. All right, now it's time for a four-block back Chazara.
Dov Tezvav. So the Simon Dov Tezvav is a fruit bowl. So here goes. The fruit bowl display. Fruit bowl. That must mean we're on Dov Tezvav. The fruit bowl display in the sukkah came crashing down when one bakr loosening the boards on top started shaking them, which reminds us that the next Mishnah states that Tikrashenolahamazeva, a roof of boards that has no plaster on it, Rabbiuda says the Beisham and Beisola disagree over what must he done to render it kosher as chak. says, Mathakbek Venota Akhzbim time. One loosens the board because of Tazvominasui and takes out one board from between every two boards because he holds of Gazeras Tikra. Beisola say, Mathakbek Onota Akhzbim time. One loosens them or takes one board from between every two boards because he doesn't hold of Gazeras Tikra and therefore only one of the two methods is necessary to overcome the problem that they were originally placed there. For a house, Ramirez says, no to in time, but in a fact bake. Ramirez, we learn holds that four smoking boards are possible for schach and need to be replaced with kosher schach, and once that is done, no other action is necessary. So the fruit bowl display in the sukkah came crashing down when one bacher loosening the boards on top started shaking them, as another one knocks them over while inserting metal spits, which reminds the next mission of states that one who makes a roof over a sukkah with spits or with the sides of the bed if there is space between them as wide as the items themselves, and he fills the gaps with kosher schach, the sukkah is kosher. And the Gemara suggests that the mission is not in accordance with Rav Huna, but Rav Shua holds parts go omed aser. The Gemara answers Rav Huna would say that the mission means a case of beneathness for yotze, where a spit would go in and out of each gap easily, meaning the gaps are wider than the spits. Rav answers the mission can even be a case where the gaps were not enlarged slightly more than the width of the spits. Rather, if the spits were placed lengthwise, then he placed the valid schach crosswise across the top of the spits. And if he placed the spits crosswise, he placed the valid schach lengthwise. In these cases, the Valtzchach will exceed the puzzle spits. So the fruit bowl display in the sukkah came crashing down when one bachar loosening the boards on top started shaking them as another one knocks them over while inserting metal spits and tossing over some old clothes as chach. Which reminds us, the Mishnah stated that the sides of a bed are not valid as chach. And the Gemara suggests that this supports the opinion of Rabbi Ami Yom, who said that if one covered a sukkah with worn out pieces of clothing, the sukkah's puzzle, although these pieces of fabric are no longer kalim and should therefore be kosher, the Rabbanu goes that since they were originally part of kalim that were makabotuma, they cannot be used as chach. The more deflects his proof, saying that the mission is dealing with a long side of the bed with two short legs, or a short side with two legs, which means these sides of the bed are kalim and are thus possible for schach. Daft Hazain, so the simmer Daft Hazain is toes. So here goes. The acrobat who did continuous backflips using his toes, toes, that must be more on Daft Hazain. The acrobat who did continuous backflips using his toes to hollow out a haystack that had a cavity, one tefachad, which reminds us that in the case of a chotep gadish, if one hollowed out a haystack and there was a cavity one tefachai for a length of seven tefachim, then it is a kosher sukkah. Rush explains that for the straw to meet the definition of schach, it would have to cover an empty space of at least one tefachai, for that's the minimum height of an oath. Therefore, if it also has the length of seven tefachim, it would meet the requirement of kosher schach and there would not be an issue of tasavaluminasui. Although the cavity needs to be hollowed out further to a height of 10 fachim, that's necessary only in order to make the walls kosher, and the requirement of tasvogaminasui does not apply to sukkah walls. So, the acrobat who did continuous backflips using his toes to hollow out a haystack that had a cavity, one tefachai, landed with one foot under a mechitza tluya, which reminds us, in the next mission, Rabbi Yossi holds that if one constructs sukkah walls from the top down, then even if a wall is three tefachim above the ground or higher, it's kosher, for he maintains that a mechitza tluya is materis, a suspended partition is a kosher mechitza. A similar case from Erevin is brought, where Rabbi Yudu rules that in the case of a cistern between two chetzeros, the wall running over the cistern should act as mechitza to legally divide the water, 
even if it doesn't enter the cistern's cavity and suggests the Rabbi Yudah's ruling is in accordance with the opinion of Rabbi Yossi who holds Mechitza Tchui Materas in the case of the Sukkah. And so to hear the wall going over the cistern, which is a Mechitza Tchui, is considered a full wall. The Gemara rejects the suggestion, pointing out that perhaps Rabbi Yudah would only apply the principle to a Durabanan, such as Ervin, but not to a Duraisa, such as Sukkah, and perhaps Rabbi Yossi would only apply to a Sukkah, which is an Isra Ase, but not to a matter of Shabbos, which is an Isra Skila. So the acrobat who did continuous backflips using his toes to hollow out a haystack that had a cavity, one tefachai, landed with one foot under a mechitza tuluya, and the other under a suspended mat that was four tefachim and a bit in size. Which reminds us, machetzelos arbo mashu materes pasuk mishum dovan, a mat whose width is four tefachim and a bit, and is suspended midway between the schach and the ground, with a gap of less than three tefachim below it, and a gap of less than three tefachim above it, is a kosher wall because any gap less than three tefachim wide is treated as though it were closed based on lavud. The Gemara explains that one might have thought chad lavud amrin tre lavud lomrin that we apply the law of lavud to extend a mechitza once, but not to apply lavud to extend it twice. Rav Chista therefore teaches that we apply lavud twice to the same mechitza. Daf Yudzayin. So the simmer Daf Yudzayin is a used car salesman. So here goes. The used car salesman, used car salesman. That must be run Daf Yudzayin. The used car salesman who sold used sukkahs on the side with airspace and puzzle schach, which reminds us, which reminds us that the Talmudim of Rav said in the name of Rav, Avir postable shloshel schach puzzle postable arba. A strip of open airspace is postal sukkah when it's three tefachim wide, and a strip of invalid schach postal sukkah when it's four tefachim wide. When Rabbah challenged them based on the mission that teaches that if the roof of a house is breached in the center and one places schach on top of it, if there's a distance of four amos between the wall and the house and the schach, the sukkah's puzzle, which implies that a gap narrower than four amos does not disqualify, the Talmudim answered him that that halach is based on Dovan Akuma, in which less than four amos invalid schach can be viewed as part of a bent wall. Their ruling of four tefachim concerns puzzle schach in the middle of the sukkah. So the used car salesman who sold used sukkahs on the side with airspace and puzzle schach tried to convince the shopper not to take the one with airspace next to less than four tefachim of fabric, which reminds the rubber posed another challenge that when there's a case of a strip of puzzle schach less than four tefachim wide in the middle of the sukkah, and next to it there's a strip of open space less than three tefachim wide, the sukkah's kosher because there's not enough puzzle schach to invalidate. Yet, if one filled the open space with spits or other puzzle schach, the sukkah's puzzle because the width of the invalid material is now at least four tefachim. But should not the open space which disqualifies a sukkah when there's just three tefachim wide be as potent as puzzle schach which disqualifies a sukkah when four tefachim wide? The Talmud responded that if the question is valid, then Rabbah would have the same challenge in the case of a strip of invalid schach less than four amos wide in the middle of a sukkah next to an open space of less than three amos wide. So the used car salesman who sold used sukkahs on the side with airspace and puzzle schach Try to convince the shopper not to take the one with airspace next to less than four tefachim of fabric, but to buy the luxury halachal emotion misinai one with almost four amos of fabric instead, since it doesn't combine. Which reminds us, the rubber responded to the challenge by saying that there's no comparison according to him, the mission's rule that Dalad Amma's apostle schach invalidates the sukkah is not based on dofen akuma, but it is a halachal emotion misinai shear that disqualifies the sukkah, whether the material is at the side of the sukkah or in the middle. And this strip of invalid material, which measures four amos, only when it combines with open space, doesn't have the shear to disqualify sukkah. For since the shiurim for the invalid schach and open space are not equal, along with starfei, they don't combine to make up the requisite minimum. But according to the Talmud, who stated shear of dal tefachim, based on original reasoning that the measurement is only significant mishum hafaga because of a gap, it's a minimum that constitutes a separation, they must therefore explain what difference it makes whether the separation is made through puzzle schach alone or through a combination of puzzle schach and open space. Daf Ches, so the similar Daf Ches is a chuppah. So here goes. When the chassan who proudly designed his chuppah, chuppah, that must be more on Daf Yud Ches. 
When the chasnu proudly designed his chuppah as a large sukkah, with three tefakim of open space closed in a bit with spits, which reminds us that Abai said that an open space of three tefakim in the schach of a large sukkah can be reduced with sticks, which are valid schach, or with spits, which are puzzle, since the gap now lacks the width with three tefakim necessary to puzzle the sukkah. However, in a small sukkah, which is only seven by seven tefakim, if you reduced it with spits, it is not effective since the open space and spits together form a gap in the schach of three tefakim. Therefore, they're significant enough to be regarded as separate from the schach, and the valid schach lacks the requisite dimensions of seven by seven tefakim. So when the chasnu proudly designed his chuppah as a large sukkah, with three tefakim of open space closed in a bit with spits, was challenged by his father on whether lavud applies in the middle, which reminds us, which reminds us, there's a malchuk is whether yesh lavud be'emsa. The one who says yesh lavud be'emsa brings a riot from two protruding koras, two beams in the mavi that don't meet in the middle, but there's less than three tefakim between them, and that works. The one who says ain lavud be'emsa brings a riot from two opposite a small ruba, a skylight, where the bias is deemed tahor. So, when the chasnu proudly designed his chuppah as a large sukkah, with three tefakim of open space closed in a bit with spits, was challenged by his father-in-law whether lavud applies in the middle, the call ran out embarrassed and hid on the porch covered in schach that had no columns. Which reminds us of one place schach on a porch, she'engel petzimin, that does not have columns that are placed at intervals less than three tefakim wide. Abai says the sukkah is kosher, amrinim pitikri yord vesosim, because we say that the edge of the roof extends downwards and seals, meaning the edge of each porch, is viewed as extending downward to form the sukkah's requisite partitions. Rav says the sukkah is possible because he holds lo amrinim pitikri yord vesosim. Alright, so that concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Abram Golden Zikhu, wishing you a great day and great learning.